This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present. Especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Good evening, 
I mean, I said the end of an era, I've called the, the, the show, and 11 years, I mean, you know, we've had reasonably good times before, you know, we've, we've been in a few cup finals, uh, we've won a few League Cups under Martin O'Neill and we thought that they were absolutely brilliant years, but Casper's been here through all the, what I would call, real success, you know, the the record-breaking season we got promoted, the great escape, the, uh, the, the Premier League winning squad, Europe, quarterfinals, Champions League, uh, FA Cup, community, I could go on. I mean, he is, and it's, you don't often bandy this world work around. We've had some great goalkeepers at this club. We've had the likes of Gordon Banks. We've had the likes of you know, Peter Shilton, he's up there. You could argue, maybe not, you know, going back to the World Cup, of course, but you could argue probably bigger and better than both of those with, with what he's achieved for the club. And I know, I know at the start, well, a few weeks ago, I did a, the Snod Marrier boy, the Teach Day loan with Craig about um, who we should keep, who we should sell and possibly loan out. And I was saying that possibly Casper. I, th- I said they should go, to be honest with you. I'm not going to sort of lie. But now it's actually happened. It's like, really? I, it kind of pinched me. Pinch me, because it, is it true? Um, it is true, though, Ant, isn't it? It is, and it's one of those things that we've been talking about for a while. There's been whispers of it for a couple of months that he might go. But like the whispers of it and then it actually happening are two very different things and it's like you say like I've again I've been one that says that either this year or next year we probably do need to move on for him but now it's happened it it feels surreal watching him sort of holding up the niece scarf and and like having his unveiling with the niece fans it's Mm. it's a strange it feels strange it does it does Welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Um, a bit of an odd time to be going out, but <laughs> I suppose we were, I was at the point of not expecting anything to happen in the transfer market, so we was trying to find a window to do the show. But thanks for joining us. Uh, your details are in the description below, but where can people find you and sub to you and, and follow you on your channels? Uh, so, Ants Leicester fan channel, daily streams at the moment, doing uh, also coming back with the match previews. Uh, Matt, uh, home and away match day vlogs, so make sure to check that one out and, and underscore LCFC on Twitter. You know how to find him, you know where to sub to him, and of course, do us a favor and please sub to uh, this channel as well. Uh, it is much appreciated. Uh, let's get a few early comments in here. Uh, James is in afternoon. Could I have a devil of you? <laughs> I don't know, pinching myself at the moment, James. Uh, Mike Green, afternoon, Chris. I hope you are well, Mike, and I hope the news was all, all okay for you yesterday. Uh, big up, Danny Ward, finally number one. Well, well, we'll come on to that. And I, yeah, well, I think I'm not. I think we might disagree, me and Ant, on that one, but we'll see. Uh, as James said, there, hit the likes and subscribe. Um, it's sad to see a player like Schmeichel who's been a, a superb servant and a legend at Leicester. But it's the right time to move on. Time for Danny Ward or Iverson to fight for that number one spot. I think I think you are right. I said before, you know, my, my son, 
he's in his mid-twenties, but since he sort of has really followed Leicester and been old enough to sort of know, you know, uh, 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 what it's all about, he's only ever known Casper in goal. Well, it's, what, 12 years now, 11 years? So 11 years, yeah. He's been here for a long time, and it's not just for facts, because you see a lot of players that are like at clubs for, like, 11, when they're there for, like, 11, 12, 13 years, but... Yeah. How many of them, though, are actually like a mainstay in the team like Schmeichel has been throughout it? Mm-hmm. I think it's not just the fact of how long he's been here. It's how sort of active and important he's been whilst he's been here as well. Yes. He, he, you know, he's not like he's been out a lot of time with injuries. You know, in all that time, I mean, Danny Ward has only ever got one Premier League start. And he wasn't injured for that. I think that's... <laughs> exactly. that, yeah. that, with Danny Ward wouldn't have got that start if, and like it's very easy to look back on it in hindsight. Danny Ward wouldn't have got that start if Schmeichel wasn't sort of starting to look around and see what's available. I think yeah. that was almost sort of starting to plan for for a Schmeichel exit, which like it's like everyone is a genius in hindsight, but when you look back in hindsight, it's like that's when the, the real sort of warning sign started. Do you, I mean, let, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way first. We have been linked with with other players, you know, the goalkeepers coming in. Uh, uh, Brendan's own, well, he's, he's been out and said, and I know you don't necessarily believe anything that Brendan says, but he's come out and said, if we do buy a goalkeeper, it's only going to be a third choice. I mean, the situation we're in sort of financially, and I, I, I wonder about this because... If we're in such a bad situation financially, why hasn't Vestergaard gone with two over £10 million offers? But we don't need to go and buy a goalkeeper, do we? We don't need to go and buy a new number one and spend, you know, millions on that when we've got a £12 million goalkeeper sat there in the wings. The thing is, with uh, it, like, we'll get on to both of Iverson and Ward, I'm sure. But yeah. in terms of the number three, like, we don't need to spend big money on that. You bring in an experienced keeper who's there to do that Yakupovic role of maybe play one or two games over a couple of years, but he's mm. more there as sort of as a, as a like leadership role, sort of basically a cheerleader in the dressing room. Yeah. So that's why like the thought of Ben Foster, people laugh at it on a one-year deal, offer him about 20, 30k a week. If not, then then we'll just then like there's options like McCarthy out there. My thing mm. is what I don't want to see us do is go for McCarthy, Ben Foster and let them get anywhere near that battle for the number one spot. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree totally. I mean, you know, it's said that Brendan likes to have three goalkeepers. And let's face it, you know, we, every season, you know, you'd look and think, oh, bloody hell, Yipokovic is still in the squad. What the hell is he doing, you know? And he, 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 he never seemed to actually leave until last season. But, you know, we've got surely, I mean, this is just my opinion. For me, Ward, he's never let us down when he's played cup games. We know he's a good um, shot stopper when it comes to penalties. Um, I believe he commands the, the box area better than Michael you know, has done over the last couple of seasons. His distribution's probably better. And we've got Iverson and we've got Stolchuk, however you pronounce him. Um, we've, got, we've got the three the three keepers there anyway, haven't we? We have, but what we've got, well, we, if you go into it, we've got four or five keepers, but that third choice keeper isn't a keeper um, that you want that's going to be one of your young keepers. That mm. third choice keeper has got to be an older uh, keep, 
older, more experienced head. But for the younger lads, if they're not going to be playing, they need to be going out on loan and getting that yeah. first team football. Like we've seen with Daniel Iverson last year going to Preston, that did him a world of good. And I'm for me, I'm backing Daniel Iverson to be our number one over Danny Ward. I think there's a better better keeper within Iverson and Ward. I think Ward's just sort of solid, bang average, nothing particularly special, but nothing that's massively concerning, just a bog standard. Don't forget Mike's in the chat. He's a, he's a Welsh international here. Uh... Well, it, <laughs> Wayne Hennessy's getting picked in ahead of him, so... <laughs> that wasn't me, Mike. Honestly, that wasn't well, me. I haven't said anything that's not, not true with that. Wayne Hennessy is Wales number one now, which... Yes, yes. I, uh, I, I'm moving on very quickly. Um, but, I mean, we, we've, we've done that before. We had... You know, who could forget Ron Ronzilla? He was kind of a, a backup. Um, who was the guy? Mark Schwarzer. He came in and was kind of a, you know, a, a standing if we desperately need them. Um, but I say, just my thought is, and I think you, you're probably in agreement here, he's, he's not going to buy a new number one. Well, that's what he's saying. So at the, end, at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me next Monday if there's a goalkeeper that we've signed holding up a Leicester shirt because I do not trust a word Brendan Rodgers says. But, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. there's got to be other priorities for us, like a right winger. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, Jeff, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day, whatever it is over there in the Philippines. Catherine, uh, a great goalkeeper for Leicester, and I wish him every success we need. <laughs> I believe he will come back to Leicester as a goalkeeping coach. Um Ward for me is our number one. Uh, and Mike says Danny Ward is number one for Wales. Wayne has played the last flu due to injury for Danny Ward and not being fully fit. Um, I think you might be on your own with that one with, <laughs> with uh, Iverson and uh, Hennessy. Um, I mean, let, let's, I mean, can you remember when we signed Schmeichel? I mean, he had the name. It was one of Sven's signings. He was one of Sven's obviously more successful signings because he did sign a few... Uh, Few elephants out there, didn't you, Sven? Um, just, just yeah. but he, you know, he'd been at Manchester City with Sven, he'd been at Notts County with Sven. And if I remember the story, he wasn't actually that keen on a move to Leicester. No, I think from, from what I remember, and I was a lot younger than like, mate, for, well, you, probably, for you, it probably seems just like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, a lot longer ago. <laughs> Well, but, you may have been younger, but were you any shorter? <laughs> I'm, I'm still convinced I'm taller than you. But, <laughs> but I, in fairness, I am at my shrinking age now, so quite possibly, <laughs> yes. But if I remember correctly, he wasn't more about um, wanting to come to Leicester. It was wanting to get out of Leeds. It was the big thing for him. Mm. And wanting, uh, wanting for somewhere that he could sort of, he said it in his interview yesterday somewhere, but yeah. he could build his foundations and really cool home. Yes, I mean it was. I mean he put a video out, hasn't he, um, saying that you know, we, we, you know, his family, you know, he's, he's part of the family here, and he wanted to settle somewhere, somewhere he could call home. I mean, do you think he has made? I mean, we, we know we call Steve Walsh Mister Lester, and I think Casper is very much up there and deserving of the name. Um, just as much, if not more. Uh, I mean, you know, we all remember, you know, him having to be held back when, you know, our late chairman was in was uh, in the helicopter crash. You know, he he's. I'm always wondering if he's sort of 
looked at it and said, look, guys, you know, you're in a shtick. You, you've got more players than you can, you know, need and you can't get rid of them. You know, I will go if a, if a club comes in for me. That would be the very humble way. And you sort of, you want to give someone the benefit of a doubt of it. <laughs> for me, I think it was, he's seen it as this sort of move to Nice as his last chance to get a big contract. Because it's a yeah. three-year deal at 36 years of age. How many times is clubs going to... European yeah. clubs, don't forget, give yeah. him a free three-year deal in one of the nicest parts of France to live, earning big mm. money. Go and enjoy your football and go and have a holiday. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, um, we said this, discussed this before we came live, didn't we? I mean, Nice finished fifth last season. They're in the Europa Conference playoffs, I think it is, that they actually fall into. Um, but yeah, like you say, you know, it's a nice part of the world and he deserves it. And I don't think there's any Leicester fan that would begrudge him this move. No, not at all. He's, you know, certain certain players, and he very much falls into this category, they earn the right to choose if when they move on. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, he, I'm glad he's moved now because, you know, certain players, they stay beyond their welcome almost where... Yeah, like you start to see them decline, and it's they're not the same player that you remember, and it it can put mm. like a real sour taste in the mouth of what they've achieved by overstaying their welcome. I think he's left at the best possible time now because last year he struggled a bit, but you, he's still a top keeper. But I do think he's on that slow decline now. Yeah, I say he go he goes with happy memories, doesn't he? He goes, you know, nobody can look back at Casper. And I mean, all right, you know, it wasn't the best of seasons last season, but we still got to a European semi final. I've, I've got to keep saying that when we, you know, talk about last season and we finished eighth. And nobody will go and have any bad memories of his time at Leicester. No, that's it. And I, I love how you keep trying to get European semi final in as if we, <laughs> as if a certain manager didn't bottle the group stage of the first European. Oh, here we, go, here, we go, here we go. But another show for another day. Yes, but yes. It's like you say, there'll be very good memories, but I think there's this realisation if we are going to really like get behind what Brendan Rodgers is doing and it looks like we will be, then we do need a modern keeper. And Schmeichel yeah. is that typical old school keeper, good shot stopper, but mm. that's, that's all there is to his game in terms of the footballing side of it. But I think in terms of losing Schmeichel, we didn't get a big fee for him, understandably, at his age. Yeah. I think the value of the leadership experience and all of that side of it will far outweigh what we lose uh, compared to the money that we're bringing in. It, of course. I mean, you know, for me, uh, I've never been happy with Schmeichel as, a, as, a, as the captain. Not because of anything personal. I just don't believe any goalkeeper... I wouldn't have any goalkeepers captain. And yes, I know Dino's off and other people, big names out there. But for me, I mean, yeah, I can see Johnny Evans becoming captain now. If not, the fact that he's, you know, he might pick up a lot of injuries, I think he will be a bit like Wes Morgan, club captain. And if he's on the pitch, he's captain. Um, and if somebody else is captain because he's on the bench, if he comes on, the band is given to him. Would you see uh, Johnny as the, the obvious choice for captain? Yeah, for sure, because he was captain of West Brom. He's a natural leader. so And I do prefer, like as you say, nothing against Michael, but I do prefer having a captain as an outfield player. Yeah, exactly. My worry is who then, if Johnny Evans is injured, is captain on the pitch? 
That, that's that's, yeah, so I guess, that's, that's the question, question, doesn't it, really? Yes, yeah. I mean, long term, maybe KDH, uh, but you know, in the short it's term, too, like it's you too say, soon for him, isn't it, really? It, oh, you know, it is now, yeah. So I say, yeah, yeah, long term, but yeah, yeah, that is a very, a, a very good question. Um, obviously, it's been Tillemans, but he's probably not going to be with us, so um, uh, I don't know. I'd, Sorry. I'd be really disappointed if Tielemans is here next year and he's got the armband. Oh, I was disappointed that he had the armband in the friend list, to be honest with you. I yeah. mean, you know, let, 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 let's stick our tongue further up his backside, shall we? You know, it's, um, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Jeff said, um, to be fair, Casper did indicate earlier this year that he was seeing uh, seeking a new challenge, having achieved so much in Les with Leicester. And I think he will have he will have done that, Casper, won't he? He will have been speaking to, to Brendan and, and Top and what have you and giving us notice of what he, you know, what he was thinking. Yeah, I can't imagine him just all of a sudden saying to them, I've agreed personal terms with Nice, yeah. let me go. Yes. The relationship he's got with Top. Like, I don't know what his relationship is like with Brendan, but he's always no. very open about having a brilliant relationship with Top. You've got to imagine he's been very transparent about everything that's going on. Yes. And Terry here said, so Casper made it clear he would only leave if Leicester had an adequate replacement. Uh, so we hold our breath and wait for some kind of comment from Rogers. Well, we, we mentioned that early, didn't we? Um what Rogers says and what Rogers does, I think we will all agree, even me, that, that there can be two different things. Um, Scott, good afternoon. So how the devil are you? Welcome along. Uh, I would hope for Tielemans or Madison to be given the armband, to be honest, as much as Donny Evans would fit the role. My doubts would be his injuries. Agreed. But like we said, you know, where's Morgan at the end? We're still the club captain. Schmeichel was the captain on the pitch. Uh, and that's where Morgan came on and the armband was handed over. Um, I think I, I said at the start, you know, legend is a, is a big word and sometimes we, we give it to players um, too easily. But I think I think we can say use that term with um, uh, with Casper. Our best ever. I mean, when you come to think of saying, you know, we, we've had Gordon Banks, World Cup winner. We've had Peter Shilton, uh, a World Cup semi-finalist. Um, would you say he was he, he he's better than both? It's hard um, to say for someone who never really saw Banks or Shilton playing, but hmm. I almost think what he, what they achieved for England shouldn't sort of affect the way they're looked at yeah. at Leicester. And yeah. Schmeichel's been part of the recent rise of the club in terms of the championship, the uh, FA Cup, the Premier League, the European quarterfinal, um, and also everything that he's done off the pitch as well. So for me, I'd say yes, but then that's very much the best without having a huge amount of knowledge of how good no. Banks and Shilton were. I, 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 despite what you may think, I don't remember uh, Gordon Banks. Uh, I do remember at the end of uh, Peter Shilton and then moving on with, with Mark Wallington. But like you say, forget, you know, Gordon Banks, yes, it's a World Cup winner, et cetera, et cetera. But what Casper has achieved at the club uh, on and off the pitch, uh, I think does does put him out there as probably, for me, for me, definitely sort of best we, we, we've, we've ever had, to be honest with you. 
I mean, 27th of June, he joined us um, in 2011. I think my, my, my son hasn't really known any other keeper growing up <laughs> during this period. Um, paid a million for him. Got, was it, eight fifteen and 50000 So financially, you know. Uh, and you say about Jamie Vardy, a lot of people say, like, you know, that was the best million pound we ever spent. This comes pretty damn close. It does, and it's it's one of those, as we said before, but the money that we get for him is almost irrelevant now, like because it's so minuscule. But the money we paid for him at the time, a million was much more than a million is now. But yes, yeah, even in even with like inflation and where we were as a club back then, that's mm. still still outstanding business. Like for a keeper to be a top Premier League keeper for as long as he has. And only have a transfer fee of one million. It's like you look at you look at uh, Burn. I'm going to use Leno as an example. People are saying, "Oh, what brilliant business for Leno!" And they've just paid ten times as much uh, Fulham have as what we mm. did for Schmeichel, and Leno will never get anywhere near the level of what Schmeichel's achieved. Totally not. And it, it scared me when we were being linked with him. To be honest with you, I was, I've never been so glad for another club to sign a player as I was when Fulham got Leno. I, I upset all the Arsenal fans because I called him Poppadon Risks because every time someone takes a shot at him, it sort of it just breaks through. Oh, I can imagine, I can imagine the reaction. Yeah, that you got to that. Um, but he's he's taken us through this journey, hasn't he? I mean, he's you know he has. We remember sort of, you know, his international career. He's worked his way through all the Denmark, you know, the under-19s, uh, under-20s, you know, all the different age groups. Uh, we remember, obviously, you know, the, the Euros last year, um, or World Cup, so when, you know, with, with Ericsson. He's just, he's just, like I could say, he's, he's just a colossus of a man, isn't he? You know, he's, he's, he, and he's dealt with the fact that he's got the name, Michael, obviously, but that's not, you know, sometimes it is a an albatross round plays next. Sean Wright Phillips, for example, you know, the, these clubs, these players find it difficult sometimes to to, um, to live up to that. But obviously, obviously, um, you know, Peter Schmeichel won a hell of a lot more. He was at a different club, different era. I'm sure if Casper had been at Man United under Alex Ferguson, he would have done. But he, he he didn't seem to let that bother him, did he? No, and it's like you say, certain players, and like even in other sports as well, like when you've got a father with such sort of an iconic name, it's very hard to break away from that shadow. It's like yeah. uh, I was watching an interview on it last night. I don't, for you guys that are interested in F1, with uh, Mick Schumacher and Michael Schumacher. Yeah. And it's like, when and that's comparison I'd use for Schmeichel and Casper uh, uh, and Peter because Peter's almost like that Michael Schumacher, that sort of greatest mm -hmm. of all time in his position. And then, yeah. just, like with Mick Schumacher, and I know he's a very young driver, and it seems very harsh. It feels like, but he's um, he's not really broken away from that. And, mm. and being part of the Ferrari Driver Academy probably doesn't help that, but. Um, Schmeichel very much has become his own man and forged his own legacy and his own career. Yes, and, and, and to me as well, we know that 
commentators, it's not the easiest of jobs. I found that out from when I've been watching along. <laughs> and, and they do as commentators, if you don't have a list of actual useless facts that you can use at different parts during the game, then you're struggling. But you, you know how it is when, when Leicester plays Southampton, you know within 10, you know, 10 minutes that the commentator is going to mention the 9-0. You know it's always going to happen. Mm. But with, with, with Casper, we, we, we didn't... Toward, well, certainly, maybe at the beginning, but certainly for the vast part of his career, we never heard, oh, this is Peter's son, and, or, or he's living up to his dad's name. He, 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 he did kind of break away from that. He was, able, he was able to move on. Yeah, and I think that in itself is a huge achievement because yes. yeah. I, there's always going to be the comparisons to him, but the fact that at Man City, at Man City, he was very much because Peter was there. He was Peter's son. When yeah. he when he moved to Notts County, uh, his dad was very much involved with sort of because it was that dodgy time around Notts County, wasn't it? And yeah. he was very much uh, he was very much behind that. Leeds, I'm not sure about. To be honest, I don't think there's any no. connection there. But he didn't really get on there with uh, the Leeds fans, did they? Because they used to sing about his dad being a I won't yeah. get you demonetized, but we yeah. like you. <laughs> but so I do think that it was, you know, like that perfect storm of just the per- like the perfect timing for him and the club. Yes, yeah. Uh, and like I can say it's not often you can say that players go without good wishes, but uh, but Casper certainly does. Um, any slight worry that this could lead to a bit of an exodus? I reckon whatever's going to happen over the next couple of weeks would have happened regardless if Schmeichel stays or goes, if mm. I'm completely honest. Uh, Wesley Fofana's acting like a petulant child on social media, so I think Schmeichel staying or going wouldn't have had any significance on that. Which Wesley's got the history of, let's let's be honest let's, with you. Well, we've said this before, we're saying this. If he, you see how he treated his boyhood club to get his move to Leicester, why will he do it be any different for it? But the thing is, the only difference is we're not St Etienne and we weren't in as much of a need to sell a player. For us, if he acts like if if Chelsea don't meet the demands, he's gonna burn a lot of bridges here while still yes. being stuck at Leicester. So I think yeah. he needs to needs to be careful and tread very lightly if he with what mm. he is doing. Yeah. Um Madison, and the rumours are that Newcastle are going to come back with a third bid. I've I've seen today that they're not interested anymore, and a lot of it was agent talk leveraging a new contract. So I you suppose know, you, just, know, <laughs> you can literally, and I've seen it in the past. You can have two tabloid papers. I mean, this is how far I'm going back when before you know when we still read papers. You can have two papers, and literally on the same day, saying completely opposite things about the same player. And in the past, um, yeah, I, I'd heard that, like you say, that it was sort of, you know, it could be Madison trying to get a better deal out of Leicester. I think it'd be, and Darren Bent came out and said the same. I don't know if it would be a good move for him, though. No. Like, Newcastle seemed to be, like, the, well, they're the richest club in the world and all of this side of it. Yeah. Yeah, they've just lost out on Cornet by the looks of it to West Ham. Mm. They're... They haven't exactly. They've brought in Botman so far, who I think is a good signing, and Nick Pope. But they keep trying to do deals on the cheap whilst play, paying on like Klarna finances of instalments yeah. over the next twenty-five years, and it's like, yeah, 
the talk that you've been hearing from Newcastle fan and then the walk that they've been doing are two very different things. Yes, yeah. And I know you, you don't like talking about it, but Tielemans, I mean, it's just dragging on. And, you know, I don't think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to do a Mares. I don't think he's going to sort of throw his toys out the pram. And I think, you know, even up to now, he has, um, you know, he's shown that he's still up for the fight, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's just, it's just like it literally is dragging on. Um, either put up or shut up, basically. You know, Arsenal allegedly haven't even put an offer in for him yet. Um, just sign that new contract, put as many um, get-out clauses in it as you want, but just just let us know what's going on, because it's just holding the club up, isn't it? It is, but at the set, like, as much as I say sign a new contract would be great, uh, I, still, I think if he does sign a new contract, he'll be after the window and he's just waiting now. Because as much as it's frustrating, you can't blame Tielemans for the fact Arsenal haven't put an offer on the table. Sorry, say that again, sorry. So as much as you want to blame, like we want to blame Tielemans, you can't blame him for the fact Arsenal haven't put an um, offer on the table. No, exactly, exactly. That, but that's typical Arsenal. And again, as... as um... Terry said there, you know, these agents, they're all... Look at all the Madison talk last year with Arsenal as well, you know. Mm. And and in fairness to Tielemans, I've often said that had this been 12 months ago, I think there would have been a lot of clubs lined up for him. But I think it's on the back of the season that we've had, even mm. though we got to a European semi-final, just to get it in there again, <laughs> it wasn't the best of seasons. And I think that's probably why, you know, teams aren't queuing up for him. Yeah, I agree. And the thing, thing being with... Uh... A lot of these agent talks and Arsenal fans are hilarious with it because they get themselves stuck to their bed sheets every time they hear a name sort of like <laughs> well, <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, but it's like they, they're editing the ones that made me laugh. They've edited uh, over the last year Jack Grealish, James Madison, Calvin Phillips, Rafinha, Kunde, uh, Fafana. All of these you've seen in Arsenal shirts. How many of these players are actually ended up at Arsenal? Yeah, a big fat nil. Yeah. So, <laughs> Totally, totally. Uh, and just to end on this comment from Scott here, and it's something I think we touched on before <coughs> we came live. Um, question for all of you, but do you not think that there must be something wrong going on behind the scenes at the club, i.e. Brendan and the board or Brendan and the players? Yeah, well, there's a common denominator there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, everybody's saying... You know, the first manager to go will probably be Lampard. But I think there's going to be a lot of managers because of the way that the, the, the season is structured. We've got the World Cup sort of November into December. When that is finished, it literally, you know, we, we, we go back and, you know, the first game's Boxing Day. Then, of course, the 1st of January, the transfer window opens. And I think there'll be a lot of managers that are looking at that break for the World Cup and being worried. Because that would be an ideal time if somebody's going to go for them to go because they've got a few weeks to come in and settle in before the season starts again and then they've got the full January window. Yeah. It's one of those. That would be the logical time to do it. So Everton will probably do it on the 26th of December just as they've come back because they don't seem to do anything logically. (laughs) That's a fair point. (laughs) Fair point. But look, no... I appreciate you coming on, Ant. Thank you very, very, very much. Sad to see Casper go, but let's face it, he's left us in a far better position than uh, than when he came into us. Uh, 
you know, to say record-breaking season at uh, when we got promoted, the Great Escape, the Premier League winning, the FA Cup, and you know, it, when he lifted the FA Cup, you know, getting Wes Morgan involved, that was sort of that summed him up as a as a person for me. And of course, the biggest the biggest accolade I can give him, my son called his hamster Casper. So if that isn't an and the problem is the hamster's female, so I don't get that, but that's going to be the biggest accolade. And thank you so much. Um, it's going to be an interesting um, few weeks left until the uh, window shuts. Um, I'm sure we'll probably speak again before the end of that. Uh, just remind people, as it is in the description below, uh, but where people can find you. Uh, so Ant's Leicester fan child doing daily streams talking about all the transfer nonsense that's going on. And as we say, most of it is nonsense at the moment, but um, also home and away match day vlogs, previews and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if you could check us out, it'd be massively appreciated. Please, guys, go over there and do that. Um, you might be, well, I think you are probably going to be too young. But did do you remember Brian Little at the club at all? No. No, no, I didn't think. But you know who he is. Let me yeah. please tell me you know who he is. Yeah, yeah. To me, he was the manager that began the turnaround of the club. I mean, yes, we've had a roller coaster ride since, but where we were when he took over, he got us to Wembley three times, and it was like a day out for Leicester. It was the playoff final. Who's going to be playing Leicester after after a bit of a couple of bad ones? We had the silence of the Lambs final and um, silence of the Rams final, and we got in. Seven o'clock tonight. There's the premiere on Leicester Till I Die. It's a one-to-one -one with Brian Little. So if you don't know about him, you want to learn something about him, and or if you uh, if you do remember and you want to hear him discussing his thoughts and his time at Leicester, to join us at seven o'clock, and we're back at nine as well for um, the preview because it kicks off this weekend. Brentford. <sighs> Wonder who's going to be between the sticks there. Um, well, it's got to be Iverson, isn't it? Because Ward's injured, so we don't well, really have... He, well, he played the game, didn't he? He played a, a behind-the-scenes game. Behind, sorry, behind-closed-doors game. Just... It would be very harsh on Iverson if he doesn't play this first game, I think. Well, like, you, like you've said many, many times, you never know with Brendan, do you? And <laughs> thanks very much, mate. The the roller coaster ride starts again on Sunday, and I'm sure we'll be uh, we'll, we'll be throwing up a few times before it ends next May. Take care, mate. All the best. Thanks for coming on. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Let me uh, let me just. Um, where are we? Oh no, we're still over. Let me uh, let me. That's it. Uh, and he did that before I was ready to do that. There we go. Thanks to Ant for coming on. Um, it's going to be a very, very interesting season for Leicester. Um, um, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Thanks, Ant, very much indeed. Um, do you know what? We live in a world now of 24-hour news. I can remember when Leicester won the Premier League, I literally did not go to bed that night and I went into work the next day drunk because every hour on the hour I watched Sky News because it was the 10 minutes it was all about Leicester winning the Premier League because it was repeated and repeated and repeated 
we have in this day and age, we have, like I say, Sky News, which is 24 hours. They've got to fill that up with something. You've got all the newspapers, but not only have you got the newspapers, you've got the newspapers online, and then you've got things like this, myself here, that you know we, we need things to talk about. So the slightest little rumour these days, which probably... 20 years ago would have been, you know, yeah, that, that, that's fine. Journalistic, you know, he, he knows the cleaner. He knows the woman who, you know, does the laundry. These days, if you know somebody that does the laundry at a club and she tells you somebody's coming in, it's front page news. It, it's breaking news on Sky. That's the world we live in today. And it's always been like that with Leicester as well. We've always, um, we've always been in a position where we have, Lost most of the team in the summer, and <laughs> it never really happens. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Um, who knows where we do? Please, thank you very much for joining us. Please, if you haven't already, give the channel a subscribe, smash those likes, um, tell your friends about the channel, share it if you can. We will be back at seven for the Brian Little one to one, and at nine o'clock for the Brentford P preview with Besotted Brentford. Thank you very much, guys, for all your support. Really do appreciate it. And uh, I will see you hopefully at, uh, at 7 o'clock for the preview. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.